Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast. In today's episode, I want to share some quick boss tips on how to format your resume for the 21st century. I've been working with a ton of job seekers really since early March, since the start of the pandemic, through my Hired Job Search Accelerator program and just through one-on-one sort of ad hoc coaching calls that I've made available recently. And I have to tell you, it is so clear to me how difficult it is to be your own resume editor, right? Nobody's resume is done the first try, right? It's a process writing task that you're constantly improving upon. And constantly getting feedback on can really, constantly getting feedback on this document can really help you take it to the next level. Now, today I'm not going to talk about content, like how to write your resume, although we've got a whole job search guide that goes into great detail on different kinds of resumes, chronological, selective, skills-based. I talk about the CAR method. I think I have a past podcast episode on that too, like how to describe your skills in a way that's really transferable. That's all really good, but first impressions are huge when it comes to your resume. So today I want to give you a few quick boss tips on how to style your resume, really, some formatting fundamentals to keep in mind. So first and foremost, I recommend working off of a template. Resume templates take a lot of the design guesswork out of it for you. And nowadays, there are just so many great options for where you can find resume templates for any kind of aesthetic that you might be going for. A lot of my clients, like myself, love using Google Docs. And if you go to docs.google.com, you'll see a couple of great, simple resume templates to work off of. That usually relies on the table tool or formats your resume using tables to lay things out. I've also had a lot of clients who love Microsoft Word templates. I'll link to those in today's show notes. And folks who've bought really creative, beautiful looking templates right off of Etsy. Etsy, of course, is the sort of independent network of creators, including many talented graphic designers who sell their own goods. So I would head to Etsy.com for resume templates. And if you are more sophisticated, if you have any experience at all using design software like Adobe products like InDesign or Illustrator, Canva might be right for you. Canva is, I think it's free. Yeah, I think it's a free open source design uh, software. I don't use it myself. I'm not experienced in that. That's really all Ellie's domain on our team. Um, But I have seen a lot of my clients, including clients who haven't use design software much in the past, find success with Canva templates. You'll want to look for a template that kind of matches 
the tone of both your target employers and you. For example, if you are a modern and edgy marketing maven who's looking to join a startup environment, you might go for a certain kind of aesthetic. Or if you're like one of my clients, Claudia, who is more of a traditionalist, she's worked for a really revered set of institutions and foundations as a program manager, she's going for a slightly more traditional, a little more buttoned up tone. So keep in mind on the scale of casual to formal, you can be brilliant and high paid and hardworking and talented on either end of that spectrum. You know, you don't have to be traditional and buttoned up to be seen as someone who's talented and, you know, worth a quarter of a million dollars a year salary. So know that you can lean into that direction, whether it's casual or formal, unapologetically, but keep your audience in mind. If you're applying to Facebook or Indeed or... Slack or any series of tech companies, you probably don't want to go with the Times New Roman classic style resume format. It's just not going to work. So start from a template that more or less matches the layout and the tone and the colors and the the fonts that you'll think match your audience and, and your skill set, your, your own sort of brand that you're developing. Tip number two, embrace the magic of margins. Do not make anyone read all the way across the page. Think about your resume as a piece of marketing collateral, and you are the product that they're selling, (laughs) that we're selling through your resume. So if you think about a marketing flyer, let's say, or a magazine ad, it is extremely unusual that you will see any marketing collateral that has text in a sentence going from one end of the page to the other. So don't let your resume just default to a letter style format. You're going to benefit greatly and make it easier on everyone's eyes if you opt for a two-column template, meaning And this is what I would say 95% of my clients opt for, maybe even 99% of my clients opt for. The bulk of your experience, the bullet points describing your skills and experiences are on the left, taking up about 75% of the page, maybe 80. And then on the right, there's a right-hand column where you highlight skills or education or talents, hobbies, technical skills, anything you want to call special attention to, volunteer activities, and shove that in a right-hand column or vice versa. There's no single way to do this correctly. The moral of the story is you're creating two columns so that the eye doesn't have to cross the entire page, so that no one has to read your text all the way from one side of the page to the other, because that doesn't happen. And then people just drop off because it seems like your sentences are too long. And really, it's just the way you've laid out the text. And similarly, tip number three here is let there be white space. You know, new research shows that incorporating more white space between your paragraphs, so vertical white space, and in the left and right hand margins can increase reader comprehension by almost 20% people find it easier to focus on and actually process what they're reading if what they're reading is generously spaced out. So incorporate white space by making sure that margins are at least one inch on all sides of your page. 
you'll also want to default to left aligning your resume text. Please don't center everything for God's sakes. Don't do that to your, yourself and your resume. The human eye processes information from left to right. So lean into that. Know that uh, just like with a heat map on a website, people will read left to right, top to bottom. Use bullet points wherever appropriate. I'm a big fan of bullet points as a way to break up a big chunk of text. And stay consistent with your margins and spacing throughout your entire resume. Now, if you're one of those people who's really concerned about keeping it all to one page, so you make your margins a third of an inch and you get rid of all your paragraph spaces and make your font size nine just to keep it all on one page, stop doing that. I recently got an email from Zeddy.com, which analyzed over 133,000 resumes created on Zeddy. Zeddy? I don't know how they pronounce it, but it's Z-E-T-Y.com. And what they found across this analysis is that recruiters are twice as likely to pick a two-page resume as opposed to a one-page resume even for entry-level positions, which kind of blew my mind. They're 2.9 times more likely to do that for managerial roles and 1.4 times more likely to opt for a two-page resume for entry-level jobs. So even if you're a college senior and you've been told to keep it to one page, I think the, the details on that are changing. So don't try to cram all of your key information that belongs on your resume into one page at the cost of white space because it's important for comprehension. Okay, finally, my final little boss tip for you here when it comes to resume formatting fundamentals is to focus on having a clear font hierarchy. A font hierarchy can help give your document a sense of order. Here's what it really means, right? Whenever you're looking at any website, um, you'll notice that the headline text and even maybe a subtitle text is never the same size, weight, or font than the paragraph text that you read. So if you go to bossedup.org slash job search and check out our job search guide, there, you'll notice that we break the sections up by headers and subheaders that are clearly bigger than the body text, which we try to keep super clean and clear and easy to read with high contrast, meaning the color of the font or the text itself is very different than the background color behind it so that you can read it clearly. Your resume is no different. You want to make sure that people's eyes know what is most important. So if you're using the same font and the same size and the same weight throughout your resume, there's no clear delineation to differentiate different pieces of information. So let's say you've got your job title followed by the employer, followed by a bunch of bullet points describing what you did in that position. You'll want to make sure that your job title and your employer are are different in terms of their font from the rest of the bullet points describing the role that you played. And you want to make sure they're not just different in a meaningless way. They're different in a way that emphasizes that which is most important. If it's the employer that's most important, let's say you're applying to a university and you want to show the fact that you worked for a five different universities off, make sure you really emphasize by leading with and making bigger and making maybe bolder 
the font you use for the employer name. If the employers that you've had in the past don't really relate to the employers you're pursuing now, but the positions do, then bury the employer and lead with the position. You know, so what that you're going from the nonprofit space to the tech space and you're trying to get a tech company job? Make the employer on your resume smaller and lead with the fact that you did you did fundraising for nonprofits and you can do fundraising for tech companies who are looking to, I don't know, fundraise startup capital. I'm not entirely, this is not the best example. But in other words here, emphasize what matters most by font. Think bigger for that which is more important. Make your titles bigger. Make your section headers different or bigger than your paragraph text. Google complementary fonts and find multiple fonts that go well together. So if you're going for a cohesive look and feel, that doesn't mean you have to use the same font itself. You can use one kind of pretty font for your headlines and a more simple, paired back, easy to read, sort of minimalist font for your body text. So Google that, Google complementary fonts and see what you got to work with and give it a go because Thinking critically about your font hierarchy can help with the overall formatting feel that you give your reader by emphasizing that which is important and organizing where they should start reading first. Plus, it's just a nice way to make your resume look nice and polished and professional, which is what we're going for, right? If you want to learn more about the modern skills it takes to get a job, especially in this weird virtual uncertain environment that we find ourselves in, head to bossstep.org slash job search. Download our free 70 plus page job search guide. It is good. It is chocked full of real information, specific detailed information on how to land a job in today's job market. If you want my personal help, I'm happy to offer my own one-on-one resume coaching services at calendly.com slash bossed up. All kinds of one-on-one coaching available there. And of course, if you are ready to make your job search a serious priority and join our now dozens of women who've gone through our job search accelerator and found great success of the first nine women who graduated from the program from March, let's see, it was March, April, and May, five of them landed a job within those three months, which was way more successful than we thought it was going to be because COVID hit two weeks into their three-month accelerator. But if you're ready to accelerate your job search, know that we're here to help. Myself and Kirby, our marketing director, are happy to hop on the phone, talk through your options, see what's best for you. Head to bossstep.org slash get hired today to learn more about the hired program, see how many spots are still available for July. If you'd like to join our five-person cohort starting July 1st and schedule a call to talk through your options and we'll be straight with you. We'll keep it real. We'll tell you what is right for you. And if hired's not right for you, we will honestly send you on your merry way with some other resources to help guide you forward in your journey. All right. If today's episode was helpful to you or you know a boss to be who needs a job right now, make sure you share this episode with them. Share it far and wide with those in the world who you know could use it. And let's keep bossing y'all in pursuit of our purpose. And together we'll lift as we climb.